position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! One hundred and six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. That's right, I won't drop that needle. The Old West was a hard place. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, welcome to another exciting episode of the Best Linux Game Podcast. Being recorded for you. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, the go- Oh! Oh, the firefighting Ivor! Crack engineer Ivor Molina! Master of- Oh, is that beat? Ah! Ah, yes, being recorded for you on this glorious Saturday, the 1st of October, 2016. 2016, uh, 10.01, 17.34 p.m. Pacific Coast Time. To the likes of you, and to the likes of me, can you dig it? Um, <laughs> yes, it's a, uh, wow. Um, we have a ton of shit to talk about this week, but this is our 101st episode. <clears throat> Last week, we, uh, inflicted 
our hundredth anniversary uh, glee on the entire uh, interwebs. I thought it went pretty well. Um, I, you know, I, uh, especially considering that. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. So this week, not only do we have like ah, a thousand games, right, Ivor? Um, crack engineer Ivor Molina from the booth says hello. Oh, when you're right, Ivor, time for whiskey. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah, delicious and so nutritious. It's the it's the spirit that moves you. It's the it's the motive that motivates you. It's the driving force. It is the wind beneath your wings. It is whiskey. Um. Anyway, not only do we have like a thousand games to talk about this week. I mean, literally, like a thousand games. Um, not literally, but this week is also kind of uh, <laughs> exceptional in that I pretty positive that never before this episode have we had such a top heavy top stories section with so much self-referential housekeeping bullshit the likes of which will probably subdue and drown you in a endless tidal wave of ennui as, as you wait to get to the sweet, sweet, sweet delicious Linux gaming, but now we gotta talk about this. Okay, so anyway, if you were with us last week for our 100th episode, thank you so much. Uh, I have to say that episode, out of all the episodes I've ever recorded of this fucking podcast, that ep- right, Ivor? That episode last week was the one that tried to kill me absolutely the hardest. So I had to record that entire podcast three times back to back. So yeah, it was like seven hours in the studio and it's hard to say the same thing especially when you have that many moving parts as uh, last week's episode did. It was basically the entire history of Linux gaming um, from NetHack and Tux Racer, uh, all the way up to the advent of Steam. Oh my goodness! And it, you know, I tried to give you like a comparison of, uh, yeah, before Steam there was NetHack and Tux Racer, and then here are all the games that we have over the last two years since, you know, a little bit before we started this podcast. Anyway, I had to do that episode three times in a row, seven hours. It was a fucking un mitigated nightmare. Oh my god. Right? I, well, yeah. Anyway, so I know like um, I know that people uh, I've gotten some comments about how at the end of that episode uh, people thought that like I was like Adolf Hitler in the fucking eagle's nest ready to fucking blow my own brains out or something. I got really calm and I started to describe things in a very laconic kind of NPR but sociopathological NPR kind of way. Anyway, no, it was just the fact that like I had to do that episode three times in a row and that was the third time. I'm sorry, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a in spite of it all, I had a really fun time uh the first time recording it. I wish that take survived, but it did not. Okay, so that brings us to our top stories. 
which is just more of this bullshit. Um, so much shit this week. So, first of all, we have to lead off with a correction, which is always one of my favorite fucking things. But, you know, due diligence must... I know, Casey. I know. I know. Yeah. That's right, it is Fargan War. So, last week... Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is such a <laughs> oh my god oh my god I know I know <laughs> okay so in, just in time for our 100th episode our 100th glorious 2 year anniversary episode um it's the first time at least in administrative memory <laughs> That um, I uploaded. I mean, the the whole the whole episode <laughs> was finished in the can. We recorded it three times. Believe me, I knew that it was dead. That we had got it because we fucking murdered it. It was trying to crawl out of the studio. And we stabbed it in the back with spears and shoved it in the microphone as fast as we could. Um, it was fucking dead. Uh First time ever, last week, on our 100th episode, I uploaded for, I guess, I think maybe the first three days. So from, like, Sunday afternoon to, like, Tuesday-ish, I had accidentally uploaded the entirely wrong MP3 file. It was, like, episode 83 or something like that. I have no idea how that happened. That has never happened before. Um... You know, and so perfect timing for it to happen on our hundredth episode. Right? Yeah, it just keeps, you know, keeps the flow of the show going. So I want to apologize to anyone who may have um Well once I once I realized what had happened, uh, you know, I corrected it, but uh that was several days after the episode <laughs> went quote unquote live to you, the listener, via these these airwaves of magic called the bit by bit internet oh god, it's unbelievable, someone get gay I will get Tim Berners-Lee on here on the phone, I want to give him a bulletin, okay so yeah, so if you heard episode 85 last week um and you tuned into like your Podcatcher like you know G Potter or, or uh, Pod Racer or whatever, you know, right as like you know Sunday or whatever, right when the podcast was brand spanking new, it was also brand spanking wrong. So uh, yeah, I corrected it. The real hundredth episode is up there. It is eagerly waiting for you. I know, man. I know you don't say nothing. Tell me how you really feel. Oh, God. So, that's our correction. I hate having to start off with a correction. But, you know, due diligence is blah. So, more top stories. We have a lot of news about Best Linux Games podcast, website, and all sorts of shit that we have to get through. Second top story. I've decided after two years of... This was exactly 180 degrees... Uh opposite of every effort that I've been I've spent the last two years um being ever vigilant to avoid doing this um but now 
I figure, you know, two years, it's, it's fucking time, because, uh, I mean, it's a lot of content, it's a lot of episodes, and, uh, gave, gave me a chance to, you know, I try not to get too retrospective, because it's not like this is, you know, the fucking, uh, Louvre that we're running here, AI for, no, I mean, you know, lunatics are definitely running this asylum, but, um, you know, 100 episodes is a lot of content, and, uh, it's a milestone, and so I, I spent a little bit of time thinking about, well, you know, when I, when I wrote for the paper, it, and then, you know, years later, like a decade later, I finally, uh, went and really did my clippings more completely than I'd ever done when I was at the paper because I didn't have time. Um, and so I got a really good sense of exactly what that body of work was like those four years. Um, and it was really fucking cool. And on the 100th episode, I kind of got that same sensation. But of course, we haven't done that. Like, basically, the whole <laughs> so well, uh, we haven't done what? <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that. Well, we haven't. What we haven't done is we've run this podcast um, exactly as a podcast. Our website exists basically only to provide people who have no podcatcher or you know are not. I don't know, who just need visual stimulation and man, our website is not the right place to go to get visual stimulation but anyway, it basically just houses our RSS feed um, that serves up the podcast it also houses, you know, the little show blurb that we have um, sometimes, although like last four months those have gotten a little out of control occasionally, but so have I so we're all good anyway, what I've avoided intentionally over these last two years was turning bestlinuxgames.com into like a journalistic clearinghouse of one form or another to wit actual print editorial content served up as if you know not just as if but served up in the form of real web pages that exist and have a life outside of the podcast perhaps are interrelated coexist on the same server Blah, and the reasons for that are very simple. Um, I do a weekly fucking audio-only podcast. It takes more time than you might imagine to put the show together, and then it takes time to actually record it. Has to be done week in, week out, no matter how you feel. You know, it's not like um, it's not like when I was sweeping warehouses. You know, you could call in sick. No, there is no one else. There is no other backup. Um. Especially since I cut Ivor's tongue out on the 100th episode. Ivor, aren't you fired still? Didn't I fight? Uh, anyway. So, all of that prevar- uh, I don't know. Prevaricating, is that the right word? All of this pussyfooting around comes down to these Oh, shit. <laughs> As I bash the microphone with my whiskey. All this comes down to these simple facts. BestLinuxGames.com, our website, is getting a weekly column and some minor at first, but over the next three weeks, ultimately major restructuring um, to account for our weekly column. Now, our weekly column—it's just—it's um, gonna be like seven hundred fifty words. And I'm gonna tell you—I'm gonna tell you why after episode one hundred that I, I finally snapped on this. And I've mentioned this 
briefly in previous episodes. You know, and it's not their fault. And don't get me wrong, this is not. Um, I'm not like. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, throwing down the gauntlet. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm not. You know, blah blah blah. But what I can tell you is I'm sick of this. And after 100 episodes, especially the last 50 of which, this has happened a lot. And I am so tired of it. What am I talking about? I am talking about Rock Paper Shotgun. Whatever they have to say about whatever game I really liked 10 days ago, 5 days ago, and played the living fuck out of so I could feature the living fuckballs out of it on this my silly little podcast I cannot stand as a print journalist you know formerly as a print journalist um and not like you know by print I don't just mean like you know interwebs I mean like it was in fucking paper trees died ink was spilled you and I were brothers in arms <laughs> um deadlines were met the presses they ran <sighs> that's right anyway especially over the last like nine months it began to really drive me nuts it's driving me nuts um, you know the week after like you know three or four days after the Saturday episode of the podcast would come out I would still be playing the shit out of the game but I had put in I busted my ass to put in enough time in the game to actually come at you, come at me, bro, with some sort of informed uh, opinion, couching whatever are necessary disclaimers. Um, it just sucks. Uh, every three to four days after that, I go to the Steam store page because I'm going to go play my game. And there's this rock, paper, shot. It's always rock, paper, shotgun. And I respect rock, paper, shotgun a lot. I think they're doing the best writing about video games basically on the internet. Um, they're, uh, sometimes they're a little too... Uh, little too precious. Um, but anyway, from a, from, you know, it's they're awesome. However, what kills me and what's killed me I can give you some concrete examples of this. Fucking, uh... <laughs> Duskers. Duskers broke my heart. Rive recently, and that was really when I just decided, I'm like, with Rive, which I think was three weeks ago, I was playing the fuck out of Rive, and no one was playing Rive. And it seemed like every week, five days after, I would, you know, it would be our lead for this show, that same title, would get this, you know, glowing right up in Rock, Paper, Shotgun. And that's cool, but I, by virtue of this being an audio-only podcast, I didn't have... See, there's a blessing and a curse to working in print journalism, as opposed to... Like, if this were over-the-air broadcasting, like, uh, circa, like, you know, like, eh, 70s, 80s, fuck, you know, whenever, um, but not taped, you know, taped to, taped to live, um, this would just be spat out over, you know, over our, uh, over our stations, <laughs> fucking, you know, occasionally pausing for an SID. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe someone would have a tape, uh, of it or not. Um, 
cool thing about print journalism and one of the brutal things about print journalism is it's really a lot of pressure, especially um, especially under the workload that, you know, um, oh, I loved it. It's a lot of pressure and a lot of you have to just always tell the truth. And unless you're writing for a paper or an organization that will just always let you tell the truth, it's it can be a really soul-annihilating job. The cool thing about always telling the truth is that you don't really have time to fuck around to meet your deadline. And when the paper is printed, that's, you know, the rough draft of history... Yes, but that's, you know, in terms of like the serious shit, I, in the immortal words of uh, Steve Summers, Captain Midnight of WFAN, which is not WFAN anymore. Um, you know, I, I live in the toy aisle. That's what we do here. You know, we're not concerned with uh, major events of our time or whatever, politics, you know, et cetera. We try to avoid that. Um, so, just the same though, what you say about things is done and on the record when it's printed and you know, there are no transcripts of this show, and even if there were, that still wouldn't count I decided after Rive, or Reeve or whatever the fuck I'm like, you know what, god damn it I, I'm not saying, you know, I beat these guys to every fucking you know, whatever, but I I did um, you know, complete whatever type of feature, you know, blah blah blah. Easily three, four days before you know they they hit the interwebs with their copy. And this is just a weird fucking ego thing, and it's gonna fucking cause me endless, endless pain and woe because this means that every week I have to churn out seven hundred and fifty, which is fine. I'll get back into the swing of it. But what sucks is I have to also redo a lot of the website. What does that mean? We're talking like reformatting to accommodate both of these things and also so that like, you know, in six months when, you know, that's 24 fucking columns or whatever, um, it's not just a fucking nightmare. It's all, you know, up there in something that's, I mean, it's never going to be pretty. If you if you haven't been to bestlinksgames.com, you should go right now. It runs great on your fucking mobile. Infamous one was giving me shit for for our website. I'm like, man, fucking open it up on your mobile. I don't care what fucking mobile phone you got. It is beautiful. And it's, you know, originally it wasn't intended to be like, you know, the content source. It's it's a place. It's a parking spot for hard links to actual episodes of the podcast and to serve up our RSS feed outside of SoundCloud. Well, now that's all changing. So, there will be actual editorial content on there now, once a week. Um, these are not blog posts. This is this is very much in the same vein as uh, uh, my old column for the paper or kind of crossed with a lot of the more serious criticism that I did for uh, major uh, online, which at the time was fairly new. Um sources for video game information, reputable sources for video game criticism and uh, 
commentary, reviews, etc. So, I don't know. I know exactly what what types of things we're going to have. One every week. Um, you know, generally I'm I'm shooting for a review every week, but you know, blah. This week we have um we have uh, uh a feature on uh oh my god. <laughs> remember the fucking name. We have a first impressions feature on uh, Hybrid Wars, which is our feature for this episode of the podcast as well. We'll talk more about that later. Um, and I want to, I know, like, this is going on for forever. We're going to go along, screw it, but this is important because, one, I want people to know that um, now there will be actual stuff not just like stuff, you know, kind of worthwhile checking out on our website. There's actually going to be content. And this also means that on top of having to fucking build out and, you know, redesign and kind of incorporate, um, you know, self-generating fucking templates for all this shit. You know, Drupal makes it all fairly easy, but, you know, oh, uh, God. Um... Let's not talk about Drupal at all. Fucking 10 years of Drupal. <laughs> anyway, all levels of, of work I've done with Drupal. <laughs> that is the laugh of pain. Um, I love Drupal. Drupal's awesome. But uh, not only do I have to like figure out how we're going to present this on the website, this has to be done on the live website. Why? Because I'm, first of all, thing that matters most to me, and that is, you know, why I do this podcast, in all honesty. What matters most to me is why I do this podcast. I fucking care about games. I fucking care about Linux. I want to talk. I want to talk to you. Can you dig it? Um, You know, I... uh. So what I care about is actually very central to <laughs> the driving force that actually gets this podcast done every goddamn week. Um, same thing with the website. So this is a responsibility that I nah, I did fucking two years. I managed not to do it. Figure well, okay, enough fucking content goes into every seven hour long episode of our weekly drunken gab fest here on ah yes 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 that's right cockbags <laughs> so this not only necessitates actually coming up with a a lot of organization and shit this has to be done live in terms of like on our live website because what's important to me is actually the the date the time and date stamp and the byline on the piece. Whether, you know, I mean, if over the next, you know, three weeks, I'll get back in shape, more or less. Um, or at least better than you know, blah. Um, but I also have to do that while fucking retooling all this shit website. And finally, on top of this, this basically ensures my swift and speedy doom at the hands of fucking website hell in which we will be building out instead of um, our website being basically what it is now, which is just a fancy 
blog roll that's not even it's only there just for cosmetic purposes it's really just there for the RSS RSS feed instead of that glorious system it's gonna have to be built out into more of a magazine like format where every episode is actually gonna have a rundown and there will be links and there will be pictures and blah fuckity blocks. If I have to do it for fucking uh, a weekly column, then it might as well just be done across the site. Um, you know, blah. Now what and uh, in our feature about uh, Hybrid Wars this week, I will read you um, this is what, this is what by the way, this is what later on, like as we you know, roll this out into November. This is not what is going to be happening. On this show, the audio podcast, I will not be reading you my copy for whatever fucking feature, you know, blah. Although this week, we, we're doing that because there's an, I thought, um, an editor, uh, a note from the editor introducing, you know, the the column and the space uh, to listeners and readers on the interwebs and from outer space, uh, the lunatic asylums, you know, uh, the from the sewers of Great Lost Atlantis to the fucking subway stations of Guam. Best excuse podcast is broadcast live to you via the interwebs. Yes, and so I wanted to you know set that up, and you know we'll we'll get to that later on. What this does not mean also is that the website and like if you you know we're not changing our RSS feeds everything the everything with the podcast is going to go on just as it has it'll be slight it's that webpage is never going to be pretty i promise you i swear i swear my name is Anita <laughs> i swear that that webpage is never ever going to be pretty but um it is going to be there's going to be a lot of content on there from now on and it's going to be good content that is easy to access and also cross reference and blah 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 however nothing about the podcast is going to change nothing about our RSS feeds is going to change um, you can get us from SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, blah, blah, all the same shit. None of that is going away. None of that is going to change. The format of this show isn't going to change. But this is a major undertaking. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's worth the fucking 28 minutes that we just spent ranting about it. <coughs> but I only have two cigarettes left. So, we gotta, we gotta truck. Um, so yeah, it has to be rolled out live though, because what I really care about is the time and date stamp on my byline. You know, when did you say this? Who said this? You know, it's not, I mean, we live in the 21st fucking century now, so it's not like, and we're on the interwebs now, so it's not like, you know, um, and it's not like it's a race to be first. In fact, I would always rather be last and right than first and less than right. Um, 
which is a difficult balancing act to do as a critic because it's not like a news story like a news story you know if you're a reporter and I've done this if you're a fucking real respectable factual reality based oh my god Jesus oh what a horrible fate journalist the story's already happened all you have to do story in the moral words of uh, fucking Robert Duvall fuck all get the story story's out there don't take a position because it's the opposite of what you say you're like a bunch of fourth grade for Christ's sake um, the story's already happened if you're a journalist um, both journalists and actual critics you know they ride the same airplane called the newspaper um, every day um, which has a deadline but the journalist just has to go out and get the facts for the story and put them together in time a critic has to fucking plumb the depths of their own soul and place, you know, blah, 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 blah. And actually, and in terms of video games, this is a difficult thing to do because games, you know, it's not like a painting. Like, you know, I could sit... I mean, I, fuck, I could, I could review a novel a day. That's not a problem. I could totally do that. If that was my job, yeah, sure, I'll read, you know, 12 hours a day. That's not a problem. I love reading. I don't get to read for pleasure anymore. Video games don't work like that. It's one of the things that make it make video games the most profound, important, transformative medium in the history of humanity. In fact, it's it's my humble opinion. It's uh, the first unique um, artistic medium that is that that is that that, that is comprised of massive portions that are entirely unique. Um, on top of, you know, the reincorporating of uh, multimedia and stuff, just like opera and the renaissance or whatever, but video games are a form of art that take a lot of time to experience and so you know, I, I, I I'm careful to couch exactly, you know, what I say on this podcast um, generally I I, I I haven't fucked up I haven't fucked up catastrophically yet. I'm sure this is probably the week for it, considering that last week I uploaded the wrong goddamn MP3. But anyway, so there you go, some meditations on uh, game journalism, and what's going on on the exciting www.bestlinksgames.com might look like shit, but it's got a whole new flavor. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna. I'm actually fairly excited. It's gonna be a lot of work. Okay, so also... In terms of bestlinuxgames.com news and other interest site news, we are now running a Starbound dedicated server. Um, you can click on the link at the top of www.bestlinuxgames.com as Starbound IHC. Starbound I has the craft. Uh, it's a great dedicated server. There's a, a little page that uh, tells you what mods you need to subscribe to on the Steam store. Um, and uh, it's all really cool because it's just like a collection that I set up for the server. So it's really just go onto that page and just like, subscribe to all. And then uh, you know our, our uh, address is starboundihc.com. Um, whatever the standard Starbound port is, to like twenty one oh five or whatever, runs twenty four seven a day, twenty four hours seven days a week. Um, and we have a guest user uh, on there that you're free to jump in as it's uh, shockingly enough and be sure not to tell anyone this because this is secret 
um, username is are you prepared Neo username is starbound IHC the password I, I really feel bad about it. I don't think I should be telling you this Password is Starbound IHC. We would be honored if you would. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, it's a fracking universe, um, Starbound server. So if you do decide to uh, join us, um, if you do decide to join us, so successful? this is right. Johnny. Tell him, Johnny. Because we're diversified. <laughs> Diversification. Yes, sir. We're constantly exploring new and exciting areas of crime. I'll something. We better, because there's a couple Japanese gangs out there that are going to do it faster. <laughs> 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 bing, 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 bang. Popcorn. Ah. Thank you, Ivor, for covering me while I chug some whiskey there. Um, it's a fracking universe server. So, fracking universe is a one-way ticket. You know, you can't just install that mod and then uninstall it and go back to your old universe. Fracking universe will change your entire universe files locally on your computer and shit, and there's no way to convert them back to vanilla Starbound. Um, it runs great with a lot of mods, though, and it is unfucking believable. Um, if we, if yeah, if we're, yeah we're gonna go. This episode, we're probably going to go about an hour and 15 minutes already, so, you know, I don't have time to tell you how fucking incredible Fracking Universe is, how great it runs on our server, how much fun it is to, um... Oh, man, Starbound is a magical game. Take my fucking word for it. Hear me now, believe me later. You I tell you... Come quietly, or there will be trouble. You're going to come lost, sir. You're going to with us. You. <laughs> you will have it. I'm a copy. <laughs> okay, so. And we run a ton of other mods, and I'm writing a mod for Starbound. Um, That brings us to our third piece of top story news. Oh my god, we're never escaping the top stories. I wore the calls are coming from inside the house. We're never gonna get out, man. We're never gonna make it to the show. Okay, third top story. I am also working on a server maintenance uh, utility specifically focused on uh, Steam headless servers running Steam Command. So like Arc, Starbound, you know, blah, 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 a bunch of, I'm sure, you know, bleh, um, that makes it, it provides a bunch of utilities that are, and, and simplifies a bunch of things that are way too complicated in terms of the way Steam Command, which, if you don't know what Steam Command is, it's um, Steam's headless uh, terminal. It's a like a command line interpreter, more or less. Uh, you log into it. You know, you log into your server. You know, via SSH. Then you log in. Then you run Steam Command from your server, and you log in with your actual Steam credentials into the Steam Command shell. That you know 
verifies you against uh, Valve's, Valve and Steam's, you know, uh, database, and, you know, including two-factor authentic, two-factor authentication, which is a motherfucking pain in the ass because it means that I can't really skip the updates. But that's kind of that's one of the things that this that this project does. It is called Skooky Steam, and it is really in particular focused on bridging the it's not here to make uh, everything easy for anyone but it is here to make uh, running a headless server especially on Linux for a game like Ark or Starbound or whatever where you're on the one hand you're relying on uh, the Steam client locally or some iteration of the Steam content delivery network or whatever, to actually access and download um, the mods via their workshop. This needs to be better. And uh, Skooky Steam accomplishes that. At least, right now it does it for Starbound. Um, Yeah. uh, We're getting close to um, feeling confident enough to unleash this on on, uh, anyone who wants to try. The problem is keeping track of the thing that specifically the thing that this the thing that Skooky Steam solves one of them is you have to actually edit and download and update and then edit actual hard code hard coded path path and and um and direct you know pointing specifically to fully qualified um folders in a directory structure the last folder of which of course ends in the steam ID so it's 79854382196 there are 50 of them and none of them have the name of the mod that that they associate with all of them basically contain the same thing anyway Skooky Steam cuts through all this bullshit it also protects and backs up a lot of um, it does its best to uh, help you save your good working configuration. It also lets you look up from within the terminal uh, names, descriptions, uh, and the Steam ID for any mod that you want for your game, and then allows you to up to update your server with it. And it's way takes a process that is right now about 12 steps about 7 of which are not only too many but they are confusing and difficult and tenuous and a motherfucker to diagnose if things go at all wrong Um, reminds me back in the old fucking days of Minecraft it's that bad Um, it's not that bad Uh, nothing was that bad Run a fucking server for Minecraft server for 3,000 fucking slots. 24 7 world class server with, you know, 80 different, you know, mods and plugins and a lot of custom code, blah, 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 for an audience that demands 100% constant uptime, which also you as the administrator and the server owner and the guy who loves to play Minecraft, um, you're also on board with that. Running, running. I has the crap. The original I has the crap for Minecraft. Those two years really 
were kind of like that graduate school for me. Uh, not in terms of server administration, although very, 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 very uh, instructive in that regard. But realistically, anytime after and during while I was running uh, I as the craft, I wanted to cut corners in my code or uh, not really sit there and think very critically about how, okay, how is this how are we going to be able to duplicate this? How are we going to package this? This is before containers, containerization, really, in terms of like, you know, Docker came to Linux in an easy way. I mean, PSDs had containers for forever. Eh, more or less, oh, everything's that. But anyway, um, the fucking vast, horrendous nightmare that was updating Minecraft and all of your plugins for even the tiniest mouse fart of quiet minor version number blah, and I have to go fucking plug-in by plug-in to figure out what is breaking everything. That was really for two years it was super frustrating, super fun but it beat good not just good, it beat best practices in coding and design into my fucking head only until you've lived through the fucking unmitigated Vietnam of of just the endless and it never ends because once you design it wrong the first time you know in the immortal words of Alan Jew there's nothing more, te- more permanent than a temporary solution and even though it's not supposed to be a temporary solution once you design it wrong the first time, that's the design! And so, you will forever beat when you start on the dark path forever will it dominate you! So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that wasn't, I mean, you know, there was no coding. I mean, I did a lot of fucking, I did a lot of custom coding for I as the Craft, but really it was making a lot of things work together. I mean, basically, it was just, you know, fucking making sure your fucking uh, spaces and commas were okay for YAML. YAML, the most useless markup language. <laughs> or data format, at least like JSON, but JSON is non-human readable. Allegedly, that's the funny thing about YAML. YAML, <laughs> ironically, YAML is human readable. It's just not human typable. <laughs> oh, the good old days. So yes, starboundihc.com. You can find out all the details and you know, it's super fun. And uh, if I see you on the server, or you know, you can hit me up on Twitter. There's also instructions on that little page on how to you know, again, touch with me, but, you know, we do have a guest user, um, you know, Starbound IHC, Starbound IHC. So feel free to log on there with, you know, your character and blah, 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 and, uh, if you want, you know, eventually I'll, it's not a problem for me to create a, a login of your very own. So, that's, uh, Starbound IHC and Skooky Steam, which you'll hear more about as that gets closer. Um, but, see, the same problems that I had really when I was running our ARC Survival Evolve server, and basically the reason why I stopped our ARC Survival Evolve server, which is a great server, it was fucking awesome. Super great, but that was really early days for ARC, um, to the extent that they didn't even have not just forget about, like, built in, but like, you know, five months I got into ARC very early on um, after their, you know, real release. 
Uh, and they did a great job of, you know, packaging up and doing this first team. Um, however, there was no way to manage permissions um, either built in, you know, via like uh, ARCs, you know, in-game uh, interfaces for administrators. There was nothing like that, nor was there a mod on the horizon. And we ran that server for like four months. Could not take it. Just the sheer paranoia of not having logs, not being able to assign uh, permission tiers, not being able to, you know, blah, 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 being open to any... any you know, the, the alternative to no one being able to do anything unless I was there um, was to shut down the server, SSH onto the server, Edit, edit using nano or whatever by hand the actual administrator password in two different configuration files remember that new password also make sure that, that password is not a password that is anywhere near what you know the password that I actually use as the administrator like in game or whatever um, give me, you know, admin, um, restart the server, wait for whoever it was who, you know, I trust evidently, give them this password, tell them, you know, okay, I'm going on a date now, you are now, you now have every power that I do, I don't, this is just fucking craziness, man, I mean, we went through like, 18,000, uh, individual users on uh, Eyes the Craft. Holy fuck, we had three. Well, we had you know, we had a core, you know, whatever uh, galaxy of like a thousand people for like the first year and a half ish, and then you know, three hundred people for like the last half a year, all the time. You know, the, the very end. You know, it was like. Oh 13 people, but um, no fucking way, yeah, that was it, that was it, so then when I got home, you know, like, so I, I, I would give them their full fucking administration, they could do anything on the server that I could do, but the only thing is they couldn't SSH into the server, they were limited to doing it in-game in the console, but they had full admin power, I mean, full, and there, there was no barrier, so then I go on my date or whatever. I get back, you know, like five hours later. Um, I, I have, you know, I believe in trusting people. When you know you're in a in a car accident, you know that's when you should trust people. You know, when you're in a desperate situation in which you have absolutely no control over your fate, that is when you have to buckle down and put your faith in your fellow man. As a system administrator, especially as anyone who has run a legit game server, like a dad, like a really hard, you know, we're talking like yeah, $680 a month caliber dedicated server, you know, blah, 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 put no faith in any mortal. Anyway, especially not the end user, they are the ultimate enemy. So, can we get to the start of the show now, Ivor, or what? 
yeah anyway so that's why we had to shut down um arc survival our arc server because i just i just couldn't take it oh yeah so i would get home i would then have to shut down the server you know i log into the server i'm like hey man how'd it go you know blah, blah. did you break everything you know blah and there's no logging so i couldn't even i couldn't even log um from the ssh side there was just no logging there was no hooks inside of arc that actually recorded on a uh this is you know early early days but it, it was you know full release there were no hooks in arc survival evolved that actually recorded um you know the the in-game terminal console input uh even to anything anywhere and no one had written a mod to do that yet so like i was like oh fuck this okay so after five months I'm just this stress. So then I would get home and I, I okay, yeah, cool. Awesome, Figgledorf. Alright. Uh, please stand by. I'm gonna shut down the server now. Shut down the server. And because I trust no one, even though, you know, like Fagledorf is a good friend of mine. I do not. <laughs> oh yeah, Fagledorf with unlimited power. Okay, yeah, no. No. Like I I totally, totally know 100 percent that even though everyone wants to do the right thing and the nice thing and the honest thing and to abide by you know the person in charge's uh, concept for what the game is and what the server should be although everyone really really wants to be really good when they get the ultimate power when they get the ultimate power guess what they stockpile weapons they fucking, they'll hide shit it is crazy um super 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 awesome running the original I as the craft so yeah, so then I'd have to shut the server down, log into SSH, log into the server by SSH while it's down, and then change in those two configuration files the administrator password. There were no, there was no way to configure um like a a, a moderator. There were no no way to even um there's no granularity at all. I mean literally at all in the permissions. <laughs> there's one super user, you know, administrator, administrator, owner, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <coughs> and then there was everyone else. So, I have to log in, I have to change the, that password back to whatever my password is, to ensure that whoever just, you know, spent five hours with that password, can't ever use the password that I gave them ever again, and then I had to be careful to, among my community of players on ARC to never reuse any of my own passwords because these people, you know, they're my friends but, you know, they're my online video gaming friends on a server so, like, you know, I'm no fucking idiot, I run Linux and I've done so yeah, yeah pathetic little band <laughs> um, so these people talk to each other. Anytime that you're not online with these people is when they're plotting against you. They are end users, but they're worse. <laughs> I love you, Figalor. Um, so then you have to be super careful that anyone who ever got this admin, I mean, they could spawn whatever they fucking wanted. Like, oh, I'm going to spawn 15 dinosaurs and fucking level them up with all whatever and I'm you know, fucking every weapon in the game, you know, fucking nightmare so yeah so one guy gets that you know for like oh you know 15 minutes 15 minutes that's all it would take just fucking spawn in 
every technology bury it somewhere. Because I, I have no tools for introspection. I have no tools for logging. I, don't, I can't even see what you typed as the administrator back then. Anyway. So, yeah. And it was just so much stress from that because, like, you know, I play on this server, too, and I play, you know, this is back in the day. You know, the reason why I, I like running game servers and why I like, you know, like, I as a craft and stuff um, is providing 24-7, very reliable, is always very important to me, um, persistent game worlds where there's no rollbacks, you know, blah, blah, blah. Also, that encourages and engenders um, intelligent um, or at the very least semi-courteous mindless little nine-year-old beggar urchins who can't be bothered to read. Anyway. And so, like, I have a very specific idea of how I want the server to play, and that is also how I play on the server. Same thing with Starbound. Um, same thing with I as the Craft. Same thing with Ark. So if I'm the only one following the fucking rules, <laughs> it sucks. Okay, I've already. What do you say? Should we? Should we? Uh, should we hit them with the? Well, I don't know. Okay, so yeah, that was that's an hour of. Uh, Top stories about bestlinuxgames.com. Okay, so I guess we don't really have time to talk about anything this week. So let's see if we can knock out the rest of the show in about 15 minutes. Let's see if we can get this done in an hour and 10 minutes. I'm going to take my hand. You can trust me. By the way, um, our our uh, our our uh, old west hardcore killing sequence uh, <laughs> uh, intro this week in honor of Magnificent Seven. Saw it in the theater twice. Fucking rad if you like John Ford Westerns, if you like Sergio Leone, if you love the great American Western from Ford Apache, Might on Clementine, Once Upon a Time in the West, The Good, the Bad, the Ugly, High Plains Drifter, um, for a few dollars more, etc. 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 You've got to see the remake of Magnificent Seven. But I already called dibs on Haley Be- Be- uh, Bennett. She's mine. So, what do you say we do a show now? <laughs> ah, a little bit of a minute. Yes, Ivor. Whiskey. And then we begin. Mm. And just in case you have seen The Magnificent Seven... And it put you in the mood for the good old age and what you're fucking killing. Uh, I hardly recommend Hard West. That's that's uh that was the you know blah. 
I can't believe that recently the rev user reviews for Hardwest have been mixed. It's fucking nuts. Because, like, it's either... I don't know. Like, I can't imagine you having conflicting opinions about Hard West unless you just didn't play it enough. Like, after six hours, you're gonna pretty much know. <laughs> anyway, I loved Hard West. It's a great game. Okay, so that concludes. Oh, yeah, our uh, video of the week this week is also for um, the feature that we won't be talking about, I guess. Um, feature game is called Hybrid Wars. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. We got all the time in the world, right, Ivor? You got, oh, Ivor's got a date. Told you, man, when you take your mom to the prom, it's not a date. Anyway. Hit him with it, man. I was a North American fall when we're in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Yes, that's right. Excellent. Our new noteworthy this week is uh, pretty swollen. We got like 10 deals to get through this tonight. Otherwise, other Jesus Christ, I shudder to think what happens if we do not get to every meticulously prepared awesome awesome feature. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't <laughs> That's right, Evie. Okay, so our new and noteworthy this week. First off, um well, we're not quite to first off yet. That's our deal section. New and noteworthy. A game that uh launched a while ago without Linux support. Uh, just recently, I think it was September uh, t uh, 21st, um, released a Linux port, and it is a fucking wickedly little, wicked, wicked brutal little game. Um, it's called Zombie Night Terror, in which you take on a side-scrolling Lemmings in Reverse uh, role of a hideous, malevolent deity infecting the world with the zombie plague combining, uh, you know, you're not in direct control of the zombies, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot like Lemmings in Reverse, super stylish, black and white, hilarious cutscenes, um, and yeah, if I had known that it was like Lemmings, I wouldn't have bought it, but I'm very glad I did. Super cool. So, zombie... <laughs> Yeah, how can you how can you resist a game called Zombie Night Terror? Um, I would play you some audio from it, but there's it's like all the dialogue from all the characters and shit. It's like how about it here? It's awesome. And there's like you know speech bubbles and stuff. So Zombie Night Terror, very positive. Uh, Forty one reviews recently and two hundred eighty eight reviews all time or whatever. Um, and it was released July twentieth, twenty sixteen. So it's a new game and. Thank you so much for releasing this for Linux. Uh, runs great on Linux. You know, it's still theoretically their beta, beta um, Linux, uh, whatever. But I, I've had no problems with it. Uh, Zombie Night Terror is uh, twelve dollars ninety nine cents, or you can get the special edition, seventeen dollars ninety nine cents. Check out this super cool, fucking, really stylish, really polished, 
Um, very funny, very dark, very uh, smart. Lots of uh, John Romero references and and lots of really interesting, surprising play mechanics uh, too. In terms of a zombie game, it's not your average zombie zombie game. That's actually the name of the drug that is turning everyone into zombies. And by the way, you too can use that drug directly on strategically chosen participants in your medical study. Inject them with Romero. Watch as they vomit blood, become undead, consume their friends, and begin the rampage. Super fun game. Speaking of which, so I have made a concerted... Uh, man, it's like the concerted effort episode. <laughs> I keep saying that this episode. Um, I'm not on a one cigarette, so yeah, you're goddamn right we're going to get this done in under 10 hours. <laughs> um... I made a pretty concerted effort to not feature anything resembling an infinite runner. It takes a very, you know, like after the initial couple of episodes of this podcast, which uh, I can't remember, I think it was called uh, Deadfall. I can't remember the name of the fucking game, but uh, we fe- we featured basically an infinite runner that was more like a parkour kind of. Anyway, I hate infinite runners. I don't hate Infinite Runners as much as I hate Tower Defense. Um, but I do hate Infinite Runners. And I wasn't even going to feature this game, even though I bought it like three days ago. I wasn't even going to feature it this week's episode. Because we have so much stuff, actually, to feature. And I was like, oh, fuck these guys. But this afternoon, just for you, I booted it up for like all of what? Fucking... <laughs> Let me see. Less than less than zero point zero hours, but I did play it for about just under two and a half minutes, and it is fucking rad. It is super fun. It is not an infinite runner. It's in fact, I would say this is better than Omnibus. Omnibus, get oh get your ass off the bus. Make way for cluster truck. That's C-L-U-S-T-E-R-T-R-U-C-K. Let's see if they have any audio for this. Yeah. Oh, Duel. Duel, the trucker story. So, if you ever saw whatever Matrix fucking movie it was where they have the unbelievable freeway sequence where they're fighting on the uh, tops of semis and jumping... um, on, on, on like an LA freeway, they're jumping. You know, it's all taking place on top of the hoods of cars and motorcycles, and eventually semis. Well, here's what Cluster Truck has to say for itself: It's a chaotic physics-based truck former. I have no idea what that means, but it's awesome. Jump your way through insane levels in a game of quote the floor is lava, meaning if you fall off a truck. That's it. You have to restart the level. Uh, The floor is lava on top of speeding trucks that are being driven by terrible drivers. So, here's the cool thing about this game. It's a really good description of it. But here's... Oh, by the way, it came out September 27th, 2016. I was not going to feature it, but, like, I really want to be playing it right now. That's how uh, fucking cool I thought this was. Um... Cluster truck, you know, duh, it's not even on sale. It's brand new, $14.99. Uh, 
this is to call this an infinite runner is unfair because what's happening and it looks like it gets really fucking insane I only made like the first four levels or whatever it kind of combines like uh, omnibus but like with the Indiana Jones truck sequence and I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's not reduction. This is a super exciting game, and it's and like it seems like the levels, um, there's drift. It, you know, I detected drift, uh, meaning that like you know the behavior of the trucks, which are the only things that you are able to walk, run, jump off of, and blah, and they crash into each other and all sorts of shit. It seems like they're not, you know, statically programmed. They might be, but I don't know. Um, and it seems like the game goes fairly fucking nuts. Sense of speed is really good because the trucks are going very fast, and there's a lot of them. Um, but the controls are really tight. So, like, you can jump really far. You can jump, like, maybe two and a half truck lengths in front of you, but all this is happening really fast, and it's it's just super super tight, super fast um, and I don't know if it's an infinite runner or not, but if if this if you have to call this an infinite runner then fine, I like this infinite runner, only got to play it for like a, two minutes gave me ninja boners what else can I say so, that is cluster truck if you're looking for you know, your stereotypical um, like Euro Truck Simulator, but instead of, you know, being in the driver's seat, you're on top of the anyway, the, on top of the trailer, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Then, speaking of scary, I also bought this game. I also played this today. This game is two years old. It is called uh, The Long Dark. L-O-N-G-D-A-R-K. Won't spend too much time here, apart from saying that do not let the fact that it's two years old um, dissuade you. This game is fucking gorgeous. It is still in early access. It is still very much um, being developed on by a team, a good team of, of uh, programmers and developers who are very responsive to the community. Um, only recently... I couldn't nail down a date on this, but I'm pretty sure that it's only been in the last at least like two weeks or whatever that they've come out with a Linux port. Um, the premise is no zombies, you know, no um, no scrounging in uh, uranium or irradiated, you know, uh, ira- irradiated. Uh, plain states or, you know, Chernobyl or bogs or whatever, fighting you know, uh, mutated hideous slavering creatures or whatever. No. The Long Dark it's a first person survival game that's like uh, Minecraft survival mode, but very much realistic beautiful graphics cell shaded um, graphic beautiful environments, unbelievable sound, um, and great play mechanics. I, I 
I've, in all honesty, I've seen more of this game played than I actually ended up playing it today. Because when I started playing it, I found it really fucking scary, in all honesty. It's not supposed to be a terrifying game. But, you know, you survive a plane crash, you are basically in northern Canada. It's it's a major geological event that caused the plane crash. It's like, you know, demi-post-apocalyptic. But it's, it's not, um... It's not like, you know, nuclear war. It's like actually a natural event. It's like a massive earthquake, like, you know, like a continent, continental uh, shelf or whatever. Had a real bad day and it caused some sort of magnetic thing that is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so now you are in the wilderness of northern Canada. You have to stay alive. See how long you can stay alive. There are wolves, there's all sorts of, you know, things that are coming to kill you, but it's right now, because it's still an alpha, there's no story story for it. It's just straight up, old school Minecraft survival mode. What can you use? What can you scavenge? Can you stay alive in the cold? I I was, my mind was blown uh, the first time my character, the first time I realized that my character was getting tired from running that's how much time and detail and effort they put into basically every aspect. From what I can see, you feel like you're fucking there. And that that almost instantaneously became claustrophobic for me. I'm a, I'm a creature of the desert. You know, when I saw like uh, the, the, the little uh, yellow sign for this is a logging road, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna fucking die in the goddamn fucking Canada frozen to death. There's not even anyone here to eat. So, yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. So that is The Long Dark, which is, it's still, you know, blah. Let me, let's, right now, it's also on sale, which is, everything is on sale right now. Look, listen to me. The Long Dark, right now, I think until, I want to say, either Monday or the 3rd, um, for their two-year anniversary, it's still in early access, totally being worked on, is 40% off, down from $19.99 to $11.99, and it runs great on Linux. Absolutely go check it out. Seriously, if, you're, if, if, this, if this sounds like your type of game, survival, crafting, high realism, um, no zombies... It's Jack London, not John Romero. There you go. How was that? There you go. So that is The Long Dark. Then we have a game that I this week I did not get because I was up to my fucking... Of all the games already! <laughs> but I could not... I would be remiss without mentioning it. It's called The Serial Cleaner. S-E-R-I-A-L C-L-E-A N-E-R, as in nuggets. Give me a stage for life. Bring me everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Serial Cleaner. Here's what they have to say for themselves. Came out September 28th, by the way. 2016. Serial Cleaner is a story-driven, fast-paced stealth action game characterized by a 1970s theme and aesthetic. You are a professional cleaner. 
Your job is to clean up murder scenes by disposing bodies, covering up bloodstains, and hiding murder weapons and other incriminating evidence. So, yeah, um, I I haven't played it yet. It's brand new. It's very much on my list. <laughs> I really like the art style. It's kind of like a um, demi-isometric top-down, but it's 2D with this very uh, cool... Um, you know, sort of 1970s uh, style, uh, art style. Um, it's in early access right now through October 5th. Serial Cleaner, which looks fucking interesting, is 10% off, $8.99. So, I've not played it, but there you go. I've, fuck, that's. You know, no, you're not a cleaner like Leon the Professional. You're a cleaner like that guy who like uh, Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Uh, you know, you're was Aunt Ginny? How do you think you feel about Oak? I like Oak myself. Your Uncle Marcellus. <laughs> Oak. Okay. Don't you fucking jimmy me, Jules! Um, so, the wolf, you're cleaner like him, although I don't know that it's be, who's that, Harvey Keitel? Anyway, so that is Serial Killer, and then two more games in our new Noteworthy that I have to mention, one I bought, like, at 3.45 in the afternoon, it is called... Particle Fleet. I have not had a chance to play it yet. Pa this looks so fascinating, though. It's called Particle Fleet Emergence. E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E. -E -E. As in a urinary tract infection or a horrible virus or any sort of trend that reveals itself once the spooky music playing in deafening volumes. This came out September 29th. So far, very positive. 109 reviews. September 29th of this month, so like two days ago. Particle Fleet Emergence. Here's what they have to say for themselves. Build and design your own fleets and stand opposed to the particulate in this physics strategy, real-time strategy fleet hybrid. Build partially destructible and self-repairing ships that interact with enemies less controlled by some scripted logic and more driven by a real-time massive physics particle simulation. And that's what's impressive about Particle Fleet Emergence that basically forced me like I had no choice but to buy it. It was like the fucking 80s game I bought this week. When you look at Particle Fleet Emergence being played, it looks like you're looking into a microscope. Like it's like, oh, okay, we got like fucking macrophages and all these little... So that last sentence, that last part of the description it really hooked me here. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But... Your ships that interact with enemies that are less controlled by some scripted logic and are more driven by a real-time massive physics particle simulation. So yeah, particle and the the I read a couple of uh, I, I skimmed over a couple of the first user reviews earlier because I was like I don't have time to play this, but I will play it later on. But 
Anyway, Particle Fleet Emergence is $14.99. Brand new game. Check it out, bitches. And then uh, we have an honorable mention. Yeah, okay, so we're... We're running super late, but whatever. We have an honorable mention. It's called 8-Bit Fiesta. Um, which is like a party game. You can play it alone or with friends or whatever. Lots of people seem to like it. It's pretty new. Only reason we're mentioning it is that they advertised, they mentioned prominently in their Steam store blurb, their actual copy from the Independent Lovers that not only is this a great party game, it comes with its own built-in drinking game. So there. Massive alcohol fatalities. Let the chaos begin. So kids, remember the first step to playing 8-Bit Fiesta, make sure your parents have gone out for the entire night. Also be sure to have already secured the liquor cabinet keys and any pertinent firearms and the rounds necessary to load those firearms for your final standoff with the police. Anyway. Okay. So our new and noteworthy real fast were Zombie Night Terror, newly available for Linux, Cluster Truck, The Long Dark, Serial Cleaner, Particle Fleet Emergence, and an honorable mention for 8-Bit Fiesta, which is like a you know, multiplayer party game comes with its comes replete some with its own fucking drinking game, which is crazy because Ivor Molina will tell you, fucking Seth Fingers from Barkin, I don't need a fucking set of rules for me to fucking drink all the time. I don't need any of these things. Oh, compadre, pour them. Ah. Yes, yes, like the like the Jewish holiday. Porum. <laughs> ah, okay. So Ivor, you gonna you gonna you gonna hit this post or what? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I've worked. Easy forum. Ah. Yes, that's true. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's on me. My bad. I was trying to pull together all of these uh, all the notes from this rundown because it's super huge. Anyway, our feature this week normally would go here. Um, I guess I'll just read you a little excerpt of it. That's the only part that's important is like this note from the editor. By the way, that's not true at all. Fuck that. I don't know exactly where on the website this is going to end up being linked to because we haven't really added like a blog roll for, you know, our feature content. Yet, I mean, anyway. I will add a link to this week's show blurb that will take you to this week's, you know, feature, which is a, a first impressions of this game called Hybrid Wars, which is basically um, jungle uh, Desert Strike for the Sega Genesis demi-isometric, vehicle-based um, game, but instead of depicting, like, realistic uh, Apache um, weapons platform uh, combat in a, you know, somewhat analogous two-dimensional world that kind of tries to simulate 3D in a nice, action-packed blast fest um, with 
you know, at least the pretense and also, you know, some nuance of uh, having uh, kind of some deep um, tactical decision making in terms of the way you prosecute uh, each mission and to complete your objective and blah, blah, blah. Instead of that, it's exactly like that, but with me- giant mechanized robots. And here's the thing about this game, and the one thing you should take away from my like three hours playing it. I totally was disappointed the second the game started. But I was like, okay, well, fine. You know, this game isn't the game that I that they sold me in the, you know, in the game's intro cinema, which is also their trailer. It's very good. It took like maybe four minutes for me to overcome that obstacle. I mean, that's a huge letdown. Oh, no, this isn't that game. Oh, no, it fucking ripped me. And then I started to try to will myself to not like the game. But I could not stop playing. I'm uh, 50% through with one campaign. It is super fast paced a mechanized robot helicopter tank exoskeleton far-flung explodey beautiful environment absolute explodey you have a death ray and also you can level up at the end of each if you level up your character if you know you earn a new level you not only get to level up your character with upgrade points uh, and your character, the initial character has an exoskeleton, but not only do you get to upgrade you know, that, you can also earn levels by using them. This You can earn upgrade points by leveling up the individual vehicles that you pilot and use to destroy endless hordes of your enemies as you go through these um, very, very much reminiscent of Desert Strike and Jungle Strike uh, bad story and terrifically horrifically voice acted um, mission briefing scenes. It sounds like literally that everyone who does like your mission briefings in between the missions sounds like everyone that day all the voice talent was drawn from like the uh, sketch artist people, like the guys who did the concept sketches so that the real developers, you know, could, you know, code around something and that the 3D guys could, you know, (laughs) have something to work towards in Blender. It sounds like they got those sketch artists to do the voiceovers for for the mission briefings. It also sounds like they got them incredibly high and told them that while they're recording in the studio, if anyone can figure out that they're fucking baked, that, like, it will be super bad and you'll, like, be totally uncool. So, like, I, I can't, like, give you a, a, a line from the from the game, but it's something like, um, let me see. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing what you and that man have done, I mean, you know, I, I've always respected you, but you have no combat record! I mean, you know, it's okay. Of course, we here are 
I swear to God, that's what it sounds like. They, it's like they found every wrong way. Like, it's like Christopher Walken. If Christopher Walken had a silent stutter. <laughs> it makes Christopher Walken's speech patterns sound fucking mellifluous and um and uh sonorous with uh with a delicate trip singer rhythm. <laughs> like fucking Shakespeare. You know I was like you <laughs> Anyway, so Hybrid Wars, a lot of people I think have not given that game a chance. It is, I'm not saying it's the greatest game on Earth yet. I'll let you know later, you know, probably next week I, I'm looking at doing a full review of it because it, it, I can't stop playing it and there are multiple characters and you can level up shit and you can you blow up a lot of a lot of things, you kill a lot of people. So that is our feature for Hybrid Wars. Check out the uh the uh, show blurb for this week's episode. There'll be a link. It'll take you to our first bestlinuxgames.com feature, which is a first impressions. That brings us, of course, to everyone's favorite, the deals. This week, we will have an abbreviated deal section because we are so... I'm out of... I I just broke a cigarette, so I'm on my last cigarette, baby. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, we're cutting it close. We're cutting it really close. Do you like to play? Do you like to play? a good idea. <laughs> I think it is a good idea. I think it is a good idea. Um, but wait, I wonder. I wonder, even though it is a good idea, I was just. I was just wondering. If uh, there's a Windows, there is no oh, Windows version of weaponized chess. Oh, but it runs on it runs on uh, Mac. It only runs on Linux. Oh, a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you like to play? Yeah, I, I like to play, but I, right now we can't. We gotta do the deal. So here we go. We're gonna power through these. Some of these are really, really good deals that I. Well, a couple of these have no. Like um, posted actual expiration date, so I don't know. I know that the weekend deals are expiring on Monday at ten o'clock, um, and there are a couple of deals on here that are expiring on uh, the third of October. So it's like two days from now. Um, so here we go. The deals. Uh, Sans music. First of all, you know, can you beat free? Is that a good deal? Endless Sky, E-N-D-L-E-S-S-S-K-Y, which isn't some sort of gimmicky, you know, attempt to fucking rip you off. It's a top-down, um, you know, like asteroids, kind of uh, space shooter, miner, ex- galaxy explorer, two-dimensional, blah, blah, blah. It's free. It's been free for as long as I've ever seen it. Um, There you go. Might want to check out. Endless Sky. A lot. Everyone I know who has played it loves it. Popped back up on my radar this afternoon. Thought I'd mention it. So okay. So you're not into two dimensional, you know, space shooters or miners or explorers. Okay, fine. Um, how about uh free three dimensional first person shooters, physic 
text-based games, you know, blah. I bring you Half-Life, A Place in the West, which is also free. It's a uh, fan-created expansion episode or whatever. Fan-created, so it's not, you know, but if you have, like, Half-Life 2, I think, uh, you should be able to play it. Uh, You know, I'm not going to play it. You know. There you go. It's free, though. And if you can't get enough of that Half-Life engine, Half-Life 2 engine, A Place in the West, it's out now. Up next, we have Dirt Showdown, which is the it's not the latest Dirt game, D-I-R-T. Um, this is the older game, I guess maybe three years-ish. Blah. They do have a new Dirt. I think it's called Dirt Rally. That is not available for Linux. I cannot wait for that game to become available for Linux because I love rally racing, especially hyper-realistic rally racing in video game form. But Dirt Showdown is a super fucking racing game. Um, totally runs on Linux. Uh, how, how do you... F- oh, oh yeah. Oh, you don't have the discretionary income? Well, that sucks, because I was going to tell you that right now it's 80% off. $2.99. That's like 500 hours of you know, potential gameplay and multiplayer and blah, blah, blah for $2.99. I do not know when that deal expires. Okay, so you're not into you're not into free top-down space shooters, not into free first-person you know, physics-based alien combat you know, Half-Life shit. You don't like racing games. Okay. Victor Vran V-I-C-T-O-R V-R-A-N which, for my money, is basically a cross between um shit. It's like a I, I beat it. Um, and we reviewed it on the show. We did a full review of it. I, I actually liked it quite a bit. It's a cross between like uh, Diablo and Devil May Cry. Lots of uh, guns, lots of upgrades, lots of items. Also, lots of action, lots of blasting stuff, lots of really cool spooky environments and enemies. You're like a vampire hunter who is a fucking badass. Victor Vran case you missed it when it came out. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll pick it when, it's, when it comes on sale. Victor Vran, 75% off until who knows when at $4.99. Uh, I think it took me 29 hours to beat the game. So $4.99. Wow. Okay. So none of those float your boat. How about having every second of your remaining free time for the next three years instantly um, account, uh, not accounted for, but instantly uh, seized in escrow um, to fund your own consuming insane passion for this game. Oh my god, I cannot believe that Cities Skylines, that's C-I-T-I-E-S S-K-Y-L-I-N-E-S Cities Skylines not only is it like the modern update of the good old-fashioned uh, city management, a la Sim City uh, style games from you know the '90s and early 2000s. This is in in my my humble opinion, City Skylines is so 
far um is so much better and greater than the SimCity with than the SimCity franchise in Toto and makes so many massive improvements and yet is actually simpler and more addictive to play than even the original SimCity. This is like a, you know, 10,000 hour game. I mean, you could play this game for the rest of your life. It's gorgeous. Cities, skylines, 75% off until I couldn't find a date. $7.49. If you have any kind of inkling that you like, you know, that you might like to play another SimCity-like game, or that you might like to build and manage a city and see it grow and, like, absolutely leave you a gape and a gog and a and aghast in some in some cases at how gorgeous it is. Please seize the day. Carpe diem, my friends. City Skylines, $7.49. Holy shit, that is a deal. Then finally. Yay! Cool. Ah, sorry we ran so long, but finally. Right now, um, until uh, I think Monday. <laughs> it's funny. I suddenly I can't find the date on this on the Steam store. <clears throat> the Steam weekend sale right now, which I have seen the banner four thousand times, but which is not popping up inside the client. Come on, wake up, Steam! Help me out, man! Help me fact check this! <laughs> oh my god! Wow. My uh, here we here we go. The Steam Hardware Weekend Sale, which is thirty percent off Steam Hardware, and they say up to seventy five percent off select games, uh, is is going on now through Monday at ten a.m. Pacific time, my time, my time, which means it's your time because you work for me, mother. Um, uh, Monday ten a.m. Pacific time. Here's why you care about this. There are two items that I hardly recommend um, if you've been thinking about them or if you're looking for a uh, excellent gift for a uh, gamer in your life. First item, now through Monday at 10 a.m., uh, the Steam Controller itself. Just the Steam Controller. They have all sorts of bundles and shit. Like Here, let me just uh, give you a synopsis. Um, Steam Hardware, the complete bundle, which has got just... includes six items. Steam Controller, Steam Link, Steam Controller Wireless Receiver, Steam Controller Battery Door. I don't know what the battery door is. Steam Controller Carrying Case, Steam Controller... Ah, we'll get to that in a moment. That's all that shit. 41% off, $89.91. That's not what I'm recommending you get. I'm saying you can get a Steam Link, by the way. That's the thing that um, streams to your TV like like, uh, Chrome's Fire Stick or whatever. Or Amazon's. I get them all confused, but, you know, it's like wireless streaming. The Steam Link, that's what that does. Uh, 30% off, $34.99. What I'm saying is a really good deal. The Steam Controller. Super versatile controller. I love it. I love it. Steam controllers, 
badass fucking controller, hyper configurable, blah, 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 just, just kind of starting to hit its stride, really. Steam controller now through Monday is 30% off at $34.99. That's pretty cool. I've seen it about at around this price before. It's been that marked down since, um, it's really, I, I want to say, you know, right around there, that's like freaking $20 off. It's normally uh, 50 bucks, $34.99. However, if you want to get, to seize this opportunity to get the gamer in your life a really nice, nice gift for Christmas or maybe they're, maybe they just had an intervention or maybe they just got out of prison again or, you know, maybe their AIDS test came back negative and you want to throw them a surprise party because you posted it to Facebook Shared it with all their friends. Shared what he could not. <laughs> what she could not. With all their friends. Oh my god. I'm going straight to hell for all of this. Um, I hardly recommend. I picked one of these up. For me. Because I'm an evil motherfucker. Steam. Valve and Steam. This weekend. I think this happened this weekend. Launched a line of officially sanctioned skins for the Steam controller. Um, they have uh, four, uh, three of them are uh, Counter-Strike Go themed, like camo and blah. And then there's the one themed a la Aperture Science, which I have a complex relationship with, but this was a triumph. Now through Monday... All of these skins for the Steam controller, including the Aperture Science one, which is pretty fucking badass. 30% off, down from $9.99 to $6.99. So you can theoretically get like a skin and a controller, you know, put it in a box along with whoever the intended recipient is, bury them, cover it up with concrete in a bog, quick lime it. And then, uh, you know, burn the forest to the ground. They'll never figure it out. And uh, you can you can rest assured all fucking holiday season that you, one, are a good friend for getting them such a great gift that they're going to love so much, that they would have loved so much. And two, that those sneaky, cocksucking, trust, untrustworthy bastards will never be able to ruin the surprise that you've so carefully planned for them. Because, you know, anyway, that's all taken care of. As is this week's episode of the Best Things Games Podcast. Um, check out that uh, the Steam Controller skin, Aperture Science. $6.99. Man, if you know, like, people, I don't. But if you do know people, and you like them, and they have, like, you know, computers and shit, and they like, you know, video games, holy fuck, that's a cool fucking Christmas present. You know, blah. Just saying, throwing that out there. If you have kids who know that you are their, you know, parent, wow, you fucked up, son. But, you know, it happens, I guess. Uh, You know, you might want to get them something sometime this year. Anyway, (laughs) that's an hour and 40 minutes of the Best Links Games podcast. Please check out our website, um, it's gonna be all kinds of fucked up and it's gonna be just as ugly as, you know, blah. Um, but it'll be there and uh, 
It'll be there, and we're we're rolling on it. So www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, while you're there, check out um, the link up top for Starbound IHC. Starbound has the craft. Starboundihc.com. That's our server. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you, motherfucker, next week. And check out that Hybrid Wars piece. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.